Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Horror Podcast. My name's Matt. I'm Butch. I'm Johnny Paul. Welcome to episode 128. On this episode, we've been to the cinema to watch Evil Dead Rise. And we've got a special guest here with us today, which we'll introduce in a minute. Also, our movie from the vault is Sam Raimi's Evil Dead 2. How are you, lads? He's here. He's been here once before, and this is his second showdown. There's no other man that I know that has seen the Serbian film 50 times. It's Serbian Zai. <laughs> if you pick repossessed, anything like that, you will be banned. <laughs> no, no, I won't go down there ever again. I thought it'd be quite funny, but obviously it was actually absolutely an awful film. So no, that won't be happening. I have something a little bit interesting for you this week, but I don't think any of you will have seen it. Possibly Geordie Paul, but I don't think you or Matt have seen it. Is that because Ooh, it, Jimmy Nails? It's highbrow, is it? <laughs> highbrow. You're your highbrow. Yes, out. darling, yes. Low, lowbrow. Uh, how you doing? How you doing, Sai? You all right? You good? Yeah, yeah, good. I'm just, uh, you know, moving along as I do. Um, been uh, been binge watching a, a few shows recently. One of them that Paul's mentioned, Alice in Borderland. Oh, well, we, might as well dive, we might as well dive straight in and see, and you can go first. So you've been watching Alice in Borderland. Um, yeah. What's your thoughts without spoilers, because I haven't finished it yet. So. Do you know what? It, it really got to me at times, like in a really emotional level. It was such a well-crafted TV show. I really enjoyed it. Some of the episodes were just, they're, they're immense. They're epic. I mean, never even heard of this show before. You just give it a go, because I quite like the Japanese horror type element. And it's not necessarily horror. Well, there's no goblins or ghosts or whatever in it, but um, or monsters, or is there? Uh, I would probably won't watch it then. Yeah, indeed. But it's really clever. I mean, I I don't know if you like the ending, Paul, but I thought the ending was really clever as well. Um, Yeah, I just, I loved it. Two seasons worth, so Butch, you can probably binge watch that in a couple of days, knowing the way you are. Um, No, I really love it. Yeah. It's incredible. I love the ending as well. And is it the end? Who knows? Hmm. But uh, yeah, no, I loved it um, from start to finish. I loved it. And like you said, it's really emotional in places. Really emotional. Um, But yeah, fantastic. And do you know what? Fuck Squid Game. Watch this because it's much better than Squid Game. I hadn't watched Squid Game before I gave this a go. Then I gave this a go. Then I watched Squid Game afterwards. And I thought Squid Game is is very good. It's, It's impressive. But in terms of the emotional level... And the depth and the games. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. Alison Borland. All right, I'm on it, but I've got to, I can't watch it like in my normal fashion because I've got to actually watch it because it's got subtitles. <laughs> uh, oh, there might be. I think there's a dubbed version as well for you, uh, Nemo's out there. Not the same, is it? Yeah. I've got some shit to share. I watched an absolutely stunning movie from last year. We did talk about it on here. Um, it's called Hatching. Um, it is possibly one of the best films I've seen in a long time. One of the ones I didn't know what to expect. It's um, Norwegian. I think it's Norwegian or is it Finnish? No, it's Finnish. Um, a lot of Finnish stuff coming out again. 12-year-old Tinya. It's, it's basically about a 12-year-old sort of ballerina who's um, got an overbearing mother and she adopts a 
an egg that she finds after a bird crashes into a into their house, and she hatches that egg, and then some fucking weird shit happens, like emotional, freaky, like just completely draws you in, and then a bit like Tatane, it just like completely turns turns you on your ass. It's fucking stunning movie. We saw the trailer for this at Fright Fest. Remember? Yeah. 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 What's it on, Paul? Amazon Prime. Is it free or did you free, have to pay? Free. 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 Oh shit. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna go and uh, if it wasn't, if it was one pound forty nine, I can't remember. I might have paid for it. But it's still worth it though, isn't it? Fucking worth it, honestly. Okay. Fantastic. Um I watched I went to the cinema because I, I kept my promise and went to watch Renfield and fucking cages it up. I mean, it is fantastic. It's 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 funny. Um it's got the chap from Parks and Rec. I don't know if you've seen Parks and Rec. The what the really annoying sort of brother so he sort of comes up and goes, "Give me money" and all that sort of shit. He's 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 from I can't remember his his character's name, but he's weird. But anyway, Cage is brilliant. Holt's brilliant. Um, the gore is absolutely fantastic. It's got the lady which I can't remember her name from um, uh, Shang Chi in it as well. Humor spot on, but the blood and the gore and the action is fucking great. I was not expecting it. It's just it's really fun and a, a well well good movie to go and see. So I recommend Renfield. Did you watch it, Paul? I did. Yes. What do you think? I enjoyed it. I don't know if I enjoyed it as much as you did, but I enjoyed it. But there's only a couple. Uh, Nicholas Cage is phenomenal in it. Oh my god! Like, but he proper hams it up. Oh, I enjoyed it. It was good. It was decent. Um, and it was gorier than I thought it was going to be. I just she does my head in, <laughs> and it's awkward. Awkwafina, Awkwafina or something. Yeah, yeah. And she just does my head in this in the same vein that Melissa McCarthy does my head in. I just I don't know. And she just pulled me out of the film a bit. But yeah, I mean, the action's great. The gore, I didn't expect it to be as gory as it was, really. And then Nicolas Cage is just phenomenal in it. So yeah, no, it was, it was definitely a pleasant surprise. I um, heard that Nicolas Cage actually filed his teeth down for this. <laughs> like, that is method. It's brilliant in it. Um, yeah. And, I, you know, I, know, I don't know. It's weird to sit. It's a weird film to sort of go, what market were the target in? Because... I thought it was going to be like a sort of a, a, a tweeny type of thing, oh. but then it just went it went dark in real places, and yeah, it was a bit all over the place. But yeah, no, it was. Uh, I did enjoy it. I enjoyed it. I went watch the the missus. She loved it too. But I would have loved to be watching it with you, Matt, because the right at the start is it the start? There's a fucking like little kind of cheeky nod to like Scar and stuff like that, like um, in not in a good way, in a way. <laughs> but they do play a little bit. They do play a little bit of scar, and there's a few lyrics and graffiti on the wall. <laughs> but there's a dig, a very, very noticeable dig at like at scar, which is quite funny. <laughs> so yeah, made me laugh. Um, but yeah, that's me. What about you, George Paul? What have you been up to? Uh, so I went to see Renfield. Um, I did a little rewatch of uh, Candyman, the 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 latest one. Um, just put that on. Loved, Loved it again. It. Just, yeah. yeah, brilliant film. Um, I've picked The Strain back up, so I'm watching The Strain again. Um, I'm just but nearly finished season two, so I'm going to plow through it. But yeah, uh, really enjoying it. It's actually really like, good. Like a few of them, like season three, four, a bit weaker, but it's still I still enjoyed it through to the end. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. It's perfectly serviceable in the absence of any Star Wars in my life at the moment. So, um, And then I had a right treat yesterday, guys. Happy Alien Day to everybody. Uh, I yes. went and saw a double bill of Alien and Aliens at the cinema. Uh, 
Oh, and double bill. Oh. A double bill, one after the other. I mean, I got in the cinema at half six and I left at half 11. It was pretty awesome. pretty intense, but oh my God, never seen them before in the cinema. And oh, just uh, perfect. Just I mean, me perfect. and Matt went to see Alien at the cinema and that was fucking incredible. And we haven't seen it. came with us as well. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, sorry. But I would have loved to see seen Alien yesterday, but it was my partner's birthday. So I don't think I would have got away with that. No excuse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dump her. <laughs> no, I, I, but it was fantastic. Game over, man. Game over. Was it, but yeah, was it busy? Yeah. Was it busy? There was about seven people in the cinema, so no. Oh, and it was brilliant. Um, yeah, it was just fantastic. Look, the, you know, you, I don't really need to talk about the films, but just the atmosphere and just, oh my God, just made, made me appreciate them in a whole different way. So yeah, fantastic. And that was really it. I didn't really watch anything else. Cool. What about you, Si? Have you watched anything else recently? Nope. Okay, Matt, what about you? <laughs> Sorry, is that working? Yes, it is yeah. working. Sorry, my, my thing was playing out. I, I told you I'd watched a film which which you kind of rated and gone on about. I watched a film called Sleepaway Camp. Oh, no, what, the oh. original? The, yeah, the original. I found it on YouTube because Matt's always going on about, yeah, this is great film. So I watched it and I was like, oh my God, right at the end. <laughs> <laughs> but it, was, you... it was a good film. It was a cool film. I liked it, yeah. Did you did you kind of work out the end, or were you completely surprised by the end? Completely surprised. I don't know, I know what was wrong with me. I, I didn't read it at all. I was like, oh okay, yeah, that that's makes good sense. because that's yeah. what I was like. I was like, the whole way through this film, I was like, what the what what is going on? I was like, who's the killer? Who is it? I mean, yeah, yeah. That end sequence is like horrific. It's like what? Yeah. Yeah. No, it was really good. I also watched, um, sadly for the first time, Army of Darkness. Oh. I'd never seen Army of Darkness because you mentioned it and I was like because I looked at it and thought it looked stupid it is stupid it's stupidly brilliant I loved it <laughs> loved every minute of it and it was so funny I mean the skeletons just going Argh! and just saying ow oh, my leg and stuff like that just oh my god this yeah, is my boomstick <laughs> this is my boomstick yeah the boomstick it was it was brilliant yeah off, it was probably off the back of watching Evil Dead 2 I was like I need to watch it so yeah cool <laughs> Good times. Uh, yeah, I haven't really watched anything, really. Good. And moving swiftly. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I think I've got to hang up my <clears throat> hang up my coat, really, and just have and just uh, give in. I just uh, I need to sort myself out. But I will. I promise. I keep saying it every episode. Every now and again, you have some good weeks. So you know, we we'll, we'll forgive you. Um. Right. Cool. I'm watching Rebels. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, have to take that, we'll, we'll let you off yeah we'll let, completely let you off um, some horror episodes in that definitely <laughs> no definitely um i think yeah some of these like t like tv shows and stuff do take a little bit of nods to horror especially like the thing and aliens and stuff like that in like man mandalorian yeah, yeah. stuff maybe dave filoni's like a secret horror fan need to maybe Easy. get him on can we get him on anyone anyone reach Easy. out Easy. <laughs> all right cool have we got let's move on to some fucking news well i'm gonna go first this week if that's all right it's fine with me go for it so did you guys see i just saw a little article pop up on my uh, feed the other day do you know do you guys know who charlie xx is i've heard yes, yes. she has joined the kids, the... yeah you are um uh, she has joined the cast of the, the remake of Faces of Death. Which... What the fuck is Faces of Death? This isn't like on the back of what we we're talking about, like the weird Faces of... No, no. Yeah. 
They're yeah. remaking it. Yeah, yeah. Hard, remaking hard, it, pass. Yeah. hard pass. Hard pass. <laughs> but yeah, I just thought that was that was really really strange, very mm. strange. But I don't know. I don't know what it'd be like. It'd be very strange. I didn't even like the originals to be honest. I know I'll probably get shot down for that, but I'm not really into that kind of thing. Nah, I'm alright. I could say it straight and can give a shit. So, <laughs> what you guys got? Should we go one for one? Oh yeah, I'll go then. Uh, James McAvoy will star in a remake. I might have told you this last episode. I don't know. James McAvoy will star in a remake of one of the most horrifying movies ever made, the Danish version of Speak No Evil. No, really. What the? You know what? How we felt about that? Bleak. <laughs> Bleak. Oh, so they're going to. Don't go and watch that film. It's the bleakest film in the world. If you really want to make yourself feel depressed, then go and watch Speak No, no Evil. You, Does it need to... a remake? No. It's, it's not even... Half of it is English anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't need to see it again. I'm not going to see it in another guise. No, thank you very much. Once was enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. that Go on, go on George. Probably what you got. Um, I've got a few bits, but I'll, we'll go one for one. Uh, the Exorcist has a title, or it has a tag tagline. It is called Exorcist Believer, and that's the official title of the new Exorcist. And it centers around um, Leslie Odom Jr.'s character, who has a possessed daughter, and he goes to seek help in the form of Reagan and her mother. So yeah, I, so I hope it's really good. I really do because it's just like the TV show was excellent, and that got cancelled. Um, I think that I really hope this brings it back and makes you know does well, well at the box office. Apparently, this they showed a snippet at some CinemaCon or something in America, and apparently people were raving about it. So mm. who knows? Who knows? Apparently, they also showed the new Flash movie there, and it's got loads of good reviews. Keeps coming out. So well, I saw uh, um, Keaton without the cowl on. <sighs> looks fucking awesome. I'm sorry, the trailer looks ridiculously good. Not sure about Supergirl yet, but I think that's a version from the comics that I haven't seen before with the short hair. So, just me. before I go again, so si, have you got anything you would like to say? Is there anything you look? No, Matt, nothing, nothing to add. Okay, cool. I'll carry on. Um, <clears throat> did you guys see the trailer for teaser trailer for the new Black Mirror? Yes, yes. I did. <laughs> oh man, so the you know some of the cast, do you? That they've yeah. sort of announced, yeah, it's. Aaron it's, Paul. Yeah. It's a um, pleasure, isn't it? Sam, Sam Hayek. Sam Hayek, I saw. Josh Hartnett. Yeah, yeah. It looks... He, it's a weird one, because he said, he said some stuff that I'm not really sure, like, what he's on about. Because, obviously, it's very technological, most of his stuff. And it sort of pushes the boundaries. And what you think? Yeah, that, that'll happen in a few years. And sometimes it actually does um, in different guises. But he said he's, he's sort of, like... Cr- gone somewhere where he, di- he didn't think he'd go before so i don't know what that means so yeah i'm interested i've, I've liked all this stuff that he's done so i'm just glad he's still doing it because there was a point where he wasn't going to actually do it anymore um i, I think he was going to considering actually passing on so i'm well looking forward to it i, I love the last season it's june isn't it it's yeah. gonna be out yeah fucking yeah. around the corner we have to blitz through that well that's our something to scream about sorted <laughs> defo man defo anybody else got any bits um you just got to no oh well well i'll go then um <laughs> so uh neil blomkamp's got a new film coming out it's an alien abduction thriller starring joel kinnaman called they found us 
hopefully this is a bit of return to form for Neil Blomkamp because he could do with one. Uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't Abbott, but... I don't want him to shit the bed again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we haven't seen this, I take it, but uh, it's still at the cinema. But The Pope's Exorcist apparently is getting a sequel. <sighs> I heard some oh. good stuff about this. Matt, you fucking poo-pooed the shit out of this. But I'm like, I was tempted to go and see it. I don't really, I don't really like Crow in a lot. I don't even really like, like Gladiator is a good movie, but I don't know. He chews the scenery a lot. We're Nothing not from mate. that trailer made me want to go and see it. I still don't want to go and see it, even though, just because it's got a sequel, it doesn't mean it's good. Um, <laughs> That's true. That's I still true. don't want to see it. I, I really, I'm, I'll let you go and do the, the, the seeing, and you can report back because I know that it's just going to be paint by numbers. I just know it. I just know it. But it's, it's, if you want to waste your time, then go ahead. Well, there you go. Um, there's a, a cool trailer I watched. Check this one out called "It Lives Inside." Ooh. Um, not sure it's coming out of the cinema or anything, but um, it looks quite interesting. It's uh, d- deals around. It's like a demonic possession film, but it deals around like Indian subculture, um, and it looks really, really creepy. Like uh, high school students and uh, some of the set pieces look really cool. So yeah, give that a check out. It lives inside. Um, and then a couple of little fun ones. Uh, Stranger Things. Uh, there's there's basically I don't know if you, you've probably seen this, Matt. Uh, there's a toy mashup of Stranger Things and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No, I haven't seen that actually. No. All right, there's some packs of toys you can get, like Eleven and Michelangelo and things like that. And uh, but they've turned it into a comic book, so there's going to be a four-issue comic book coming out. Oh, yes, cool. please. Yes, please. <laughs> and then the last thing I've seen—I don't know if you've seen this—the um, Funko Fusion game, video game that's going to come out. I have seen this. Yes, I read With- something the other day. Yeah, so it's basically all you, you control. It's like a multiverse of pop vinyls, and you go into different worlds and things like that. And two of the worlds that were shown on the trailer were The Lost Boys and The Thing. That'd be amazing. Quite cool. So we might finally get Thing pop vinyls. Who knows? But yeah, that was me for news. Fantastic. Epic, man. <laughs> all right, cool. That is this episode's news. Let's get on to the main review. Okay, so we went to the cinema for the long-awaited Evil Dead Rise. Just a little synopsis before we dive in. A twisted tale of two estranged sisters whose reunion is cut short by the rise of a flesh-possessing demon, thrusting them into a primal battle for survival as they face the most nightmarish version of a family imaginable. Okay, so I think we go to Simon first, without spoiling anything and uh, giving too much away. Just a little blurb of how you thought about it, bud. I liked it, definitely liked it. I think Mr. Butcher is probably the one who really wants to talk about this film. Um, yeah, I, I loved it. It was uh, gore-filled, gore-filled, 
hark back to the old films in a clever way, sort of like Easter eggs and stuff like that. Um, was tense, you know, nervous, wondering what's going to happen, when, when's it all going to tie in to the, to the opening kind of thing. Um, yeah, it was, it was good. It was dark. It was, it was, yeah, I, I, I'll talk more as you guys talk more about it, I guess it was, yeah, I've got a few notes here, but, um, Butch. Yeah, loved it. I mean, sports, Butch. Blood by the fucking gallon. This is my type of movie, man. It was like scary, freaky. It had um, some amazing like music and tones and the way it was shot again. I just think it was clever. Um, without reinventing what's already been there, it sort of introduced some new ways. I just fucking, I fucking loved it. It was just, it was just my type of movie. The special effects were spot on. The fucking amount of like deaths, the blow, the and and the dark turns. I just think it was great. Yes, please, more. <laughs> Jordy Paul. Well, I thought it was a bag of awesomeness. <laughs> I <laughs> fucking loved it, guys. And I tell you what, right? Used to sat there and the last bloody moment, oh, there's too much in the trailer, but it's shit. And I knew, I knew it was gonna be awesome. I fucking it creeped me right out of the trailer. <laughs> And the whole film just kept going and going and going. And do you know what? They did show a lot in the trailer, but it was from about 10 minutes of the film. They didn't show a lot more, which I thought was brilliant. And I, yeah, oh my God. Fucking brutal from start to finish. More, please. More, 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 more. Loved it. Excellent. (laughs) There's always got to be one person. There's always got to be one apple that disrupts the cart. So I'm afraid, guys, I'm going to have to say that I agree with you. Hey! <laughs> it, was, it, was br- <laughs> it was brilliant. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it did. It's Look, it served up a big plate of, like, if you're an Evil Dead fan, we're going to fucking ram it down your throat. And I'm okay with that. And, you know, it's, it's, it's really, really well shot, really well written. Um, you know, they didn't let it down. And... Um, all the reviews that are coming out seem very positive, um, which I'm really happy about. Um, but yeah, I, I second everything. Like you know, the the effects were just brilliant. I mean, there was a lot in the trailer. There was. I think they, sh- they still should have toned it down a bit. But yeah, you're right, Jordy Paul. There was a lot held back, which was good. And it is brutal, brutal. Um, so I think we need to dive in and just a warner out there. We're we're just going to spoil the fuck out of this because there's no way of not spoiling it. <clears throat> so. Um, I'm going to kick it off um, with, obviously, we open up um, with one of the most glorious titles I've ever seen in the whole of horror. That title sequence was fucking unbelievable. I don't know what you guys thought. The fucking, like, the animation and the text that coming up was just, like, spot on after that little opener and stuff like that. And, and it goes straight in as well. That's what I loved. It didn't Su- fuck about. Susan. Little Susan. C'est sensi. Les little taster about what's going to happen. And a moose bouche. But yeah, it went, it just goes straight in. So, straight in that shot of the cabin, I was like, cool, excellent. But it just like, I wasn't expecting it to be that. I thought, oh, it's going to probably be a lot of half an hour of story setup. But straight in. Yeah, and it's, I mean, the idea it sets around these two sisters in the end, like Beth and Ellie, and 
so interesting characters and like Alyssa Sutherland who plays Ellie is just her look and the way she sort of is um as the mother sort of initial mother figure um the di- the, dan- the dynamic oh. of the family I could relate but, to that yeah house of Farrell. <laughs> three children running running riot yeah no fair play to the mum it's a very <laughs> a very relaxed atmosphere kind of like kids do what the fuck you want kind of thing yeah as long as seems you don't like kill, the mum's the mum's a tattooist i'd yeah. imagine yeah. right and the the kids just do what they want really <laughs> yeah and it's and it's it's fantastic the where it's set because you know you move we're moving away from the cabin which uh, you know a few people might go but quite hard to do i thought it might have been a, a, a bit of a big feat it might have boob- boobed it up but that fucking apartment block it was just, it was awesome without being decaying too much. It was old and ancient without going down the trope of being like really manky. It's, it's up for, this department block's up for being going to be knocked down. The weather added to it as well in not too too dramatic way, but it was fucking pouring down with rain. The whole atmosphere it was fantastic and the way that they did that whole deadite cam again and the following. It's supposed but to the, be um, Los Angeles, right? Yes, yeah, what, what I got. What we're led to believe because... Um, there, there's a massive earthquake which again which is like this is what i thought was quite clever i was like how how are they going to introduce you know the book how are they going to introduce the record you know the the tape player if it was going to be a tape player Necronomicon. Is that right? yeah it's quite it's quite a clever way of doing it like obviously um there's an earthquake that opens a kind of secret vault underneath this old ass hotel which contains None other than the the Book of the Dead, or a version. Or a version. Yeah, yeah I, I did get this because they don't ever mention. Yeah, I don't know if they have mentioned this in any other movies with the Army of the Darkness, maybe, but they definitely don't in Evil Dead Two. Um, they they you're you're nodding, so they do. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's in Evil Dead Three. There's three books, I think. Right. Okay. So that's good. So that's yeah. fine. And so it's canon and all that crap. Um, but yeah, this one was like just hidden and. And they sort of like this one completely appealing to a, a sort of that older. They've got that older generation gap of the like, Evil Dead fans as well as the new sort of horror fans because the fuck cinema was packed when we went and watched it. And that approach with like the vinyl not you know being vinyl and not like clever a clever it. touch, especially yeah, how clever. how yeah. big vinyl is at the moment. It's <laughs> like ah clever, very clever. <laughs> And it worked, and it was nasty, and like the the reading the book and all this stuff. I mean, I the still book every, design. How cool was that? Epic, epic. It was so it was so good looking, like all the production and stuff like that, and the house as well, like the little flat that they're in. Everything that sort of like it was like relaxed but chaotic because they're sort of like I guess they are supposed to be moving out, but they're kind of nothing's really in boxes, and they're still just very much living there. But there's just a lot of stuff. <laughs> really really good set design on that flat i think really you guys miss, missed one of the important bits about when the earthquake happens they drop the pizza mm, <laughs> the real horror of the film is the time <laughs> i was, I was and, um, out for him but they, yeah and he's like he's inquisitive and he's like there's a hole down there i'm just gonna go down there i don't care i got excited <laughs> at that bit didn't i butch because I, I started banging butch's leg because what did you see on the pizza box, Butch? Henrietta Pizzas. Henrietta's oh. Pizza. Not to, not to Evil Dead 2. So that was the mum, wasn't it, in Evil Dead 2? I was trying my hardest to look at 
so many Easter eggs in this film. Did I mean we'll carry on in a bit, but was there any other Easter eggs that you guys saw? I mean, in the without re- looking record, in, the record, in the recordings, um, there's uh, Bruce Campbell is in there. Must look that up. In the recordings, and he says it's called the Book of the Dead. Maybe we should destroy it. And he's like really sarcastic and stuff like that. Well, I did look that up, you fucker, because I didn't. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, apparently he's in it twice. Oh, okay. In some sort of. I heard there's some like theory around the fact that he after like i'm in darkness or something he can time travel so he does appear and sort of <laughs> inadvertently tries to like get the book the books destroyed or something like that but it is a funny funny thing i need to go and see this movie again already um jordy paul did you see any easter eggs any other stuff um the, the song she sings to the girl it's the same song isn't it oh is it what song it's was it she sings in evil dead 2 oh the, the heart lullaby heart. yeah yeah it is, isn't it? good shout um, and then obviously you got the, the chainsaw shotgun and the, and the shotgun and hang the blood drenched back sort up, of back up oh, the, chainsaw, the chainsaw is actually not from Evil Dead Evil it's Dead 2013 Evil Dead if I believe rightly it's I mean there, there is a chainsaw in Evil Dead 2 yeah well yeah but it's not the it's not the same colour oh, well, it's red I know but it's the, the yeah, nod isn't it but yeah, I, all right. I'm just being pedantic. But yeah, that that was. I actually know that that was a nod to the last Evil Dead remake. It's the so same. What was the cheese grater a nod to? <laughs> I don't know, but literally, I think that's the first horror film I've seen uh, where they've used a cheese grater. It was a great move. Can we just battle a bit? Because it's leading me on to a point I wanted to make, and why I I sort of fell in love with this type of stuff. Uh, or this film in particular so obviously when they start and you get the man who gets initially possessed by the the dead eye demon and all all shit breaks loose i did start watching it and i was thinking oh there's three kids in the house and we're gonna just have like the mom just going a bit mental and then we're just gonna have them all escape and it's all gonna be tied up in a ball as normal horror films do and the fact they took the kids out oh Jeez. my god how many times have we been on this podcast and we've said kill kids? That, is that what you're, you're going to say? Well, no, <laughs> yeah. How many the, times? The people always. The problem is, if it was a 15, they would have not killed those children and they would have not shown so much graphic stuff. The reason that they actually did that and went there was that's purely because it was an 18, and it didn't go there in a, a, a pussyfoot way either. It went in there hard. It went hard. Because um, she gets, she attacks her daughter, and then basically the goo goes into her and comes out of her. And I'm thinking, is she still going to be okay? Or is it, and I'm thinking, oh, they're going to, and it cuts away, and so you don't know what's happened to her. And then the the sister walks around and sees her just stood on top of the kitchen cabinets, eating the bloody glass jars. Again, and, that was great. That was oh great. my god, they've gone there, and so instantly well. all bets are off now. Everything. I mean, the kids, the poor, the poor uh, Spanish kids in the hallway got <laughs> got a doing as well. Like, one gets his arms ripped off. <laughs> um, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of them. They seem like quite funny, especially yeah. when they come up to the door and they and they ask uh, one of the girls if they are, oh, do you want to come and watch uh, the Freddy films, even the bad ones? Yeah, <laughs> there are no bad ones. But it just meant all bets are off, and you never know. When you, well, anyone can die now, and I just love that because it puts you on edge straight away. Well, they never killed the youngest, did they? 
there's lots of opportunities. <laughs> well, it's too yeah. far. That's too far, Simon. I know. Yeah. It was so close. Someone had, someone had to survive. I mean, the way that the thing is for me is like it was the brutality with the with the boy and stuff like that, which I thought was just amazing. Like he didn't just he got like what stabbed through the bicep and then stabbed through the wrist. It was just like there. It was just going dark, man. And then we we get a sort of like fin creature as well at some point just some of the tense moves that were like in the in the trailer were still really tense and the the way they worked in the movement and the pacing and all that sort of stuff it really worked the exploring the necronomicon was like absolutely fantastic stuff you didn't see the the fish eye cans the the fit filming it through the little peephole that was brilliant um, yeah. just chaos opening yeah in this tiny little opening in a little peephole it was amazing just to see people just going down and shot and all sorts it was fantastic i'm sure they do it, that's kind of like um a scene out of uh, like wreck they do that peephole i mean it's yeah yeah they do quite they a well-known do. shot but i'm sure it was like wreck it reminded me of that when i saw that but i also love the callback to obviously the mum going back to kind of her original self to try and get the little girl to open the door thought that scene was great it's just like that's kind of what a kid probably would do yeah. um, an adult shouldn't be that stupid but a child is that's been done in other films as well for sure oh i'm yeah, changing yeah. back to my normal self only... oh yeah yeah yeah. it's been done right. in other evil dead films but it's just i thought it was, it was better that it was a child this time not yeah like it, it just yeah it just, i thought the all the kids were actually really good in this as well yes yeah. like, like acting wise i thought it was really really good the way she t- was turned as well, like that whole Deadite cam and like her moment in the lift and stuff like that. And they were a lot more brutal in her turn. I mean, I know we've had like tree violations and all sorts of weird shit, like that whole thing about like in the last Evil Dead with Jane Levy and stuff, the finger or not. Yeah. Going up her and stuff. Like that. But, but I thought they might do something weird. But they didn't. But they, they saw it broke her in the lift already. So she was the way she was walking and stuff like that, like after that lift ordeal um i just thought it was ace because it just set her it made it sort of like her character more, even more interesting because at that time every every bone pretty much broken right <laughs> i thought it kind of weird when she's like standing over the the uh the hob like lighting the hob each time and the, and the family are like she's normal but she's obviously not normal because she's coming like stumbling along like this and they're like aren't you gonna say you're all right mom no apparently not yeah, no, nobody cooks eggs like that. <laughs> I do. Yeah. <laughs> the I just want to chat about um, her, obviously, the sister, the, the younger one that comes to stay Beth. with them. Beth, yes. So she's she's a, what we know is a, a, a guitar tech uh, working her way up in, in the business. Um, also, according to her sister, a groupie. Um <laughs> But now we find out, obviously, we find out that she's got a secret that she's actually pregnant, which I thought was kind of a, a kind of little twist on it a little bit, because obviously she had a reason to to kind of survive, you know, even more so. Um, and they try and protect- park, they? They oh. when she's like being attacked and she's like so close to like grabbing the fetus. Well, that'd been too far, I guess. Wow, yeah. 
I mean, Serbian side. <laughs> yeah, he's, got, he's always got to go over the line, and he serves the side. He's got to bring it you in somehow. I was slightly bit disappointed by that because I thought they were double bluffing you. So at the start, obviously, you don't see if she's pregnant or not because she takes a pregnancy test. And I thought that part of the reason that she'd come back and then there was like pains in her stomach and stuff and um, obviously highlight she's pregnant. But I thought that there might have she might have had an abortion and that was one of the reasons that she'd gone back to sort of mm. being guilty. And then that would have played into like looking after the... I know there are nieces and nephews, but look, looking after them, you know what I mean? having that like paternal instinct because she sort of feel guilty about giving up the child but they didn't but I thought that was where it was going but I thought that would have been a, quite a, an idea to play around with in a very true um don't know about you guys but I got a lot of shining feel from this movie as well <laughs> well mate it's like even the bath scene it's like it's almost a replica of the bath from the shining yeah, yeah. The, lift scene, the lift scene obviously with um the crash of the lift and the blood coming out which was a total lift but i'm i'm down with that i don't mind give me more blood apparently this is the 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 most evil dead film they've used the most blood for gallons and gallons and six gallons. and a half li- six and a half thousand liters that's madness isn't it is that is that like one of the highest ever blood counts in any, any horror film. I did say that to you straight afterwards, Matt. Didn't I said this must or one of you two, I said it's an insane amount of blood. Is that elevate- it's probably up there. I can imagine it's up there. Absolutely. I have to look into that and find out on the next episode. When they come down from the elevator and they just flood out and it's it's just flooded with blood. Flood mm. madness. Amazing. And they like the little nod I forgot about that as well, actually until I rewatched said film. The old eye pop. <laughs> yeah. Nice little nod as well. I didn't realise that until I actually, oh, yeah, it was in that film. Right, brilliant. But what I like about all these movies is they, they do a different version, a different page almost. They're picking different pages of the book and then um, sort of exposing you to di- to different um, torture techniques, I guess, within it. Like I remember in the Jane the the 2017 one I don't know how old it is now 2013, but um where they burnt you know they did the whole burning and stuff like that. But this one, they threw them all together in some kind of like thing monster, oh, and we get like a uh, that elevator of blood, which we it's just absolutely fantastic. The it's nuts when they come out of the lift and then they're being taunted by the by her mother the two brother and sister all together it was just fucking it's like something out of like um society <laughs> back to society <laughs> back to society again <laughs> oh, yeah, it's weird like that thin. basement scene great yeah it was uh very strange and all the time they're in that basement i'm looking for the car i was just, i don't know about you guys i was just like looking behind them where's the cars the cars gotta be in there somewhere I don't know if it did. I don't know if it was in there, but I didn't see it. I think the car was on the pizza box. Oh, was it? I think. Okay. I think. Um, But yeah, that that scene with the wood chipper, fucking chainsaw. It's just like fantastic end to the movie. And then even like we get a kind of round robin as well of like what happened at the beginning, which is pretty cool. That was a conveniently positioned wood chopper, wood chipper. Yeah. Oh my god, I thought, 
I, I did thought I think though that was part of the genius of starting at the end um in the in the, the cabin because it was so batshit then I went back in time you just knew that well this isn't going to end well <laughs> exactly I was waiting for almost a, a lot of the film I was thinking is it going to go back to the cabin earlier on in the film is this going like, to only be a little bit of a short previously happening thing but it just took ages and ages like okay and then yeah you kind of knew it, it was all related to that and it wasn't going to be good it, but it, it was, was it was a it smart was it was very smart and it did but not in your face um it still let the audience sort of just like decide on a few things I, and I, I like that really did really appreciate it really appreciated everything about this movie but that creature the, the melded creature the the family family bonding that is isn't it that is um but yeah i thought are they gonna go there they went there let's just get them in there Oh, a lot of the things that I've seen out there is that um, that che- a lot of people are talking about the cheese grater scene. I know that we've seen worse, but it, it is one of those things where you just like, oh, it's like a. I don't know, the, the glass even for me was glass a bit more was intense. Yeah, coming out the uh, the throat. Oof. Yeah, that was really and good. She, I've she, seen that before. Which side of the cheese grater? Did, did she use that horrible orange peel side, or was it just uh, you know? Yeah, I think this is just a standard side, wasn't it? <laughs> Because if you use that one, that's just oh, yeah, evil. Crazy. <laughs> Can I uh, just point something out as well, guys? I just want to because I think it's definitely worth mentioning. Um, and I don't really want to like come on the point, but I just thought it was really, really well done. So in the world we live in at this moment in time, right? Um, the fact that even you said Butch the boy was played by a girl or a transgender actor, and I don't know if you picked up on that. No. 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 Yeah, I do. So, it's um the, the actor's a transgender actor and i just thought it was really really well done the fact that they didn't highlight it they didn't make a show of it they didn't make a, a play of it it was just an actor um and i just thought that was really cool so it's just definitely worth a nod um you know because sometimes sometimes by including that uh, you know like that, that sort of subject matter it can be force-fed and a bit sort of contrite this one it was like not you're just in the film and that's it. Doesn't matter who you are, what you do, just yeah. go and act, and it was brilliant. So fair play. I thought that was well handled and well good. Yeah, I thought that was clever. The only reason why I I knew was because of the screaming bit where they were screaming. I was like, ah. And then I got up, I put two and two together. I was like, ah, cool. But yeah, you're right. It, they didn't have to address that. It was just in there, and that's how yeah. it should be. That's exactly how it should be. Yeah. 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 Very overall. Very, very, very enjoyable this film, and I, I, I'd love, I'd love, love, love to see the next movie have Bruce Campbell in it as Ash. I love <laughs> Mia from the 2013 version, and I'd love the girl from this one. And let's have a fucking like. Showdown. So it's yeah, funny you say that, Matt. Old film. So Lee Why? Cronin was actually interviewed, and he's actually there's nothing in it yet, but he's actually had a conversation with Sam Raimi and Feli Alvarez. <laughs> about doing an anthology film from the My three God. different universes. And they said they've, they've already kicked around some ideas, and he said Multiverse. if it works, he'd love to do it. So can you imagine that? Yeah, <laughs> I, just, I just want to see Ash back in it. I, mean, I, I love the TV show, and yeah, it's, it's just fucking brilliant. I just I would love him back. I mean, it didn't suffer, obviously, not having Ash in it. Well, it's a different Ash. film, though, Matt, isn't it? Yeah, it, I know. It, this I know. Isn't, but I the, want There was more no real Ash. comedy in this film, was there? There was a couple of little funny bits, little, little tiny, huh? Yeah. But it was brutal. The same as the remake, 
the Fede yeah. Alvarez one. There was no fun in it. It has to be because it, I don't think it would stand up with the new audiences if it had that comedy element, too much yeah. comedy element, which is so good. I think kind it, of why it's not to have Bruce Campbell in it because it just, yeah, I yeah. think it would dumb it down a bit and make it a bit more slapstick, which I, don't care. I, still, want to see, I still want to see him in another movie. <clears throat> but um, yeah, I mean, it also bridges that gap for the new kids that haven't seen Evil Dead. Maybe again, this is the first one they're watching, so you know it opens up the others, and hopefully they go and watch those other movies, and hopefully watch the makings of to see how amazing they are. Should we oh. um rate this bad boy? Can I just yep. say one thing before you start rating this bad boy? And this may actually jeopardise my chances of appearing anytime soon again on the on the show. But the director Lee Cronin is a Liverpool fan. Anyway, moving on. Who? <laughs> I don't Never know heard that. of them. I don't know who that is. Another Irish Liverpool fan. <laughs> There's a lot. Should okay, we well, I, I'm going to kick it off. Um, Ten. Wow. Straight off the bat. This is this is I just thought everything from the cinematography to the music to the set design, the props, all of that worked for me. This is the sort of movie that I I wanted. I wanted, you know, I want that fucking that these Easter eggs, but I want it to be like a really refreshing remake. And they got it down fucking perfect for me. I think it's great. Dusty. Yeah, I loved it. Um, it could have done for me with a little bit of humor, like the older films. Um, but it had so much blood and gore and excitement and it was quite scary at times as well, which I don't often see in horror films, personally speaking. Um, lovely story, great acting. Um, it's a it's a it's a nine for me. Geordie Paul. I'm gonna give it a nine as well. And I, do you know what? I can't even really explain why it's losing a point. I just I don't know. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty, still a pretty high mark for me, Paul. But uh, yeah, yeah you, um, you gave us a ten. What? You gave oh, us. A I love 10. I love us. So yeah, no, I I really enjoyed it. I really did enjoy it. I just I don't know why there's something in me that isn't completely sold on it yet. But yeah, brilliant, brilliant film though. Go and see it, please. Mm, wow, I am gonna go with a nine. Um, it's not the perfect movie for me. It was very, very, very good and very entertaining. The pacing was great. The effects were amazing. The nods were great. You know, it, it done everything it needed to do to satisfy me. Um, if I had one little grumble, it's just like, it, it, do, do I want to see the franchise move on a little bit? Maybe, but it did, it did move on because it took it into a new place. So I don't know, maybe it's just me being finicky. So I'm not going to end on a, a bad note. I loved it. I enjoyed it. The goal was great. And, you know, it's done great at the box office, which is good for horror. Um, I loved it. Nine out of ten. I mean, if, if we have if we have many more films than that, that are better than that in the top ten at the end of the year, we're in for a right treat because it's going to yeah. be up there. 100%. Hold to the years. The draw and last breath. Evil Dead Rise. Nine out of ten. Boom. Shakalak. Right. Let's move on to our uh, something to scream about. Why do you want from me? Why don't you run from me? What are you wondering? Why do you know? Why aren't you scared of me? Why do you care for me when we all fall asleep? 
Uh, right, this uh, episode's something to scream about. I'm going to hand over to our guest, Mr. Simon Serb. All of us in this, like I say, room, but it's not a room. All of us on this call have children or are caring for children of a kind of an age as they're coming up to a certain age that they can start watching kind of films, you know, certain films. I wanted to know what your idea was for a good gateway into horror, which is kind of uh not breaking too many rules well obviously i'm going to about you guys you've always mentioned it because i my, my next door neighbor his best his, his brother was like seven years older than him and he could get hold of all the videos so i was like 11 12 watching evil dead and stuff like that but nowadays that's not ex- not really except i don't really want my son watching 18 certificate films these days because they're absolutely gory as hell i'm just wondering what you guys were thinking about what would be good, kind of good gateway horrors for for children of the sort of 10 11 12 age Paul's got that to look forward to shortly as well. Uh, I mean, so yeah, with the with Sophie's little, I know we're sort of at the moment she's got a real interest in strange things, Riverdale and stuff like that. So we have sort of talked about horror, um, and we did cross about cross a line, as I shall I say. So we watched. Um, so I said Jaws. Jaws was one of the ones I watched as a kid. The line, as in went too far. Well, she said we she she got quite scared with one of the ones that we sort of watched her. How many uh, more? Okay, <laughs> so we watched Jaws. She loved Jaws, absolutely loved it. So I'm really happy that stood up. Then we we sort of watched Cloverfield, <laughs> and that was maybe a step too far. She oh really? Yeah, yeah. The the monster was definitely a bit too much. She watched it all, but there was a stage where she was like, "Can we switch this off now?" <laughs> so, wow, that's yeah. interesting because being like a kind of monster movie especially mm. like an alien monster movie you'd think it, it that's probably more stranger things than yeah 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 okay that's interesting but i'd say that like you know so you gotta do you gotta do for me it's gremlins and stuff like that. it's got hardly any swearing and it's just fun and fantastic you go for the beetlejuice side of things there's plenty on netflix at the moment out there for for the kids goosebumps is still maybe a little bit too young but it's fun it really is. Vampires in the Bronx is a great one. Vampires in the Bronx is a great gateway horror um, for for the kids. But yeah, I still go for the classics and stuff. Try and get them, you know, the Beetlejuice and and, and Poltergeist if they yeah. if, if they could do that. Right, you've like, had the turn. They watched they watched Wednesday, and I think they enjoyed that. And that's kind of a sort of horror, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, it's got the, some quite scary moments. Oh, mate, it's full on scary. There's a full on gore moment in it. Yeah, that Alice didn't like that. Love, maybe from that, what you got? Love and monsters, mate. Well, I mean, still going. Paul, Jolly Paul, you. I mean, you've had to turn <laughs> now. Pipe down. <laughs> um, it's not me you want to ask this question, Simon. It's my wife. Because <laughs> yeah. it would have to me to be watching everything. I don't. I don't know why, right? We were born in a decade, right? Well, most of us were born in the decade, I don't know. Um, of where you watched things like uh, Jaws and Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom and yeah. Alien and Aliens. And, you know, what's the argument for not letting them watch it these days? I think I've... it's because it's, it's a lot different now when it there was a bit more less rules back then when now when things are made there's a lot of rules of what you can and can't have so there's a lot less weird stuff like you know when we we're young you'd watch like labyrinth had a horror element in it you know 
Return to Oz, Wizard of Oz. And like they had creepy bits in it that would legend. be weird more than horror. Yeah, legend. So where it was kind of on the cusp, but it was weird and it was scary. But was nowadays supposed- they don't really make anything like that. It's like either no. really, really scary or really, really kiddified. Maybe just, that's why. Just try and get them to what I would start with Terrifier. And then if <laughs> yeah, that... go straight in, uh, Martyrs. Just do it. That's what I was going to say. You stole my recommendation. <laughs> I was going to tell him it was a great gateway horror, and then he would slip it off with the kids, and then yeah. His, but I suppose you could do like the family, the family film element of it, like the fantasy stuff. So like what Matt says, like Labyrinth, and then things like the Goonies. You know, like the Goonies you, can be quite. You've got to ease them in because it's like you can't just go for the the big ones. It's like I was listening to the Boo Crew recently, and they. They hurt their daughters getting into horror heavily, and they went in too early with The Exorcist. And uh, <laughs> she was like, she gave it a one out of ten. Yeah, she didn't. Yeah, didn't. I I, I listened to that episode as well, and it's yeah. like she she hated it. And it's like you've got to be careful because maybe they're not. You, that's why I got scared with Jaws because I'm like, this is my fucking favorite movie. What if she bashes it? What if it's not good enough? I'm like, you know, for for that for those for that audience now, will it stand up the test of time and stuff like that? But and also, are they mature enough to handle and understand the complexity of what it meant at the time? Exorcist is definitely a prime example. Mm. It needs an older audience to appreciate where it came from, I think. But to be honest, though, right, do we as like parents or just adults now impose that type of thought process on um, our kids? Right. Because as an adult, I can appreciate all the layers and complex- complexities of Jaws. And I could talk about it forever. Right. But as a five, six, seven year old kid. All I wanted, all I saw was a shark eating people. All I saw when I watched Aliens wasn't some sort of pseudo sexual fucking thing about impregnating men and, uh, you know, essays on homosexuality and all that type of stuff. I just saw aliens bursting out of people's chest and Marines shooting. Well, I definitely, I definitely looked at Nightmare on Arm Street 2 with (laughs) completely fresh eyes. There you go. (laughs) Compared to the first time I saw it, I thought, I thought it was completely acceptable to whip people's butts with towels in the shower. I mean, I'm not look. I'm, I'm not suggesting I show my kids like all this type of stuff. And me, this is one of the main arguments of parenting me and my missus have. It's just you, as long as they understand what a film is and what it's meant for. Yeah, the stuff you don't want to show them straight away. But I think sometimes we do get caught up in a oh oh kids these days. And it's like, well, you treat kids like that, and then they turn out like you're gonna think. And they I can't handle this type of stuff. It's, it's also down to in, individuality as well. What what yeah. the child's susceptible to? Because if they're if they're not really, you know, <clears throat> you know, they're they're quite a um, imagine imaginative kid where their imagination runs wild, and you show them that, and they're going to go to bed, and that's going to run through their mind, like I was when I was a kid, when I was a very young kid. Um, but then you and uh, God, I wish I was back like that because now I'm so desensitized by everything um, that I wish I had that kind of little bit of um, naivety back. But I think you just got to be careful and you've got to judge what your kids like. And I think you can, can they handle it? Like Paul said, are they ready for it? What, you know, be careful as well because you could really kind of damage it uh, a special moment that you can have because like when i showed my kid monroe i showed her goonies for the first time she was a little bit little bit at the start because it was like guns and chasing and stuff like that 
and that they're one very nice people but by the end of it it's one of her favorite films ever do you know what i mean it's just like she loved it she actually just persevered a little bit with it and, and loved it but this yeah there's loads i mean paul butch you missed that one major gateway film uh, a little film that we call the gate that's a great little gateway horror <laughs> podcast favorite <laughs> probably go for demonic toys over that if anything <laughs> but yeah but i second that as well poltergeist is a, a, a classic i mean it ju- i think that just kind of uh is the boundaries between campy and horror and a little bit creepy yeah um maybe not the others they get a bit bit hard called the second one especially but um yeah yeah any more for any more you just nice. indoctrinate them anyway. Don't show them the film, but just buy them all the merch. So by the time they see the film, they've been playing with it all. They know yes. all about it. Yeah. But you can't, you can't, you, you, you know, you can't, you know. Just don't we, show them the Serbian film or Ir- Irreversible. Probably we, keep keep away from them. I mean, we've all got probably our special moments of when we saw, you know, our first type of ha- scary bit in a movie or scary movies or whatever. But they've got made their own like little memories up and it's probably best not to force feed it to them. Yeah, because um, I can still remember, like, I got vivid memories of, like, my first time I saw Freddy, and I was really too too young. First time, I, so, first time I saw, Platoon, like, the scene from Platoon with the back of the 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 back of the gun. That sticks with me. <laughs> but then, like, a bit later on, all the stuff from a fun way, like Robocop, Total Recall, all those sort of, like, Arnie movies, those Arnie movies, they had great gore in, and I fucking loved all them. <laughs> but then we grew up in an age of special effects um, mania, if you will, you know, which we're lucky. Yes. But I think kids see a lot more of it now as well, and it's easily obtainable now with the streaming services. But yeah, cool. Shall we move on to our movie from the vault? Four years ago, in this quiet forest, in this cozy cabin, something happened. Something so frightening. Something so deadly. Something so evil. We prayed it would never happen again. From the creator of Evil Dead comes Evil Dead 2. Okay, this episode's moved from the vault. Oh, yes, Evil Dead 2. Uh, let's just have a little bit of a play here. So a lone survivor of an onslaught of flesh-possessing spirits holds up in a cabin 
with a group of strangers while the demons continue their attack. That's an interesting synopsis because, but you know, he's uh, he holds that movie for fucking 40 minutes and then they come in. So that's not really fair. <laughs> it's the Bruce Campbell show for a, for a 40 minutes of this movie on his own, pretty much. I mean, fuck me. Uh, Matt, go on. On the way the first time you watched this bad boy. Do you know what? I mean, I, I, I can't remember. I've seen it. I've seen it a couple of times. Um, I think I've seen Evil Dead, the first one, more than any, any of the others, to be honest. But I do love Evil Dead too. But I, I mean, this one was a rental for definite um, from from the uh, video store. Because I, I remember the cover vividly. It's like, it's a really, really cool drawn cover. I think I've got it. But um, yeah, I've got it here. Look, I'll grab it for, you know, it's great for the pod. But it's um, a great little cover and it's got like the trap door. And uh, like, it's yeah, that's the that's the awesome cover because they also have the one with the skull as well, which is a bit. I just remember that captivating me when I saw it, and I was like, "Yep, yeah, go watch that one." Yeah, and um, I become immediately a massive fan of Evil Dead. Yeah, nineteen eighty-seven. This one, Sai. Yeah, I. Sai, you must have known this one. You're about forty then, weren't you? Thank you, Matt. No, it kind of all, they kind of blended into one for me. To be honest, I'm glad I watched it again because it was long. No, no, no. There's some things that like kind of cross over, um, but yeah, it was instant nostalgia when I started watching it. I was like, this is wonderful. I can't wait to finish this. So, yeah, I, I don't remember exactly when. I was probably about 12 or 13. Like I said, I was best mate next door. He lived he was seven year old. His brother was seven years older than him, so he could get anything. So we watched that. Yeah. That's great. Geordie Paul, is this your first time watching it? Yeah, I watched it at one o'clock this morning for the very first time. <laughs> well, you are the most random watcher. <laughs> Just get it in when you can, son. That's get it. Get it in when you can. Um, first I watch? Fucking what hell, what What? First watch? What do you think? I just fuck. I don't know what to think. Honestly, what a fucking hot, 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 hot mess of a film. <laughs> Like you like you said, I was watching it going, is anything else gonna happen apart from just Bruce Campbell like <laughs> gyrating <laughs> around <up>. this cabin? <laughs> it's a one mile it's a one mile comedy show. <laughs> oh come on though, man. It's it's brilliant. The the what his acting's fucking brilliant. I watched this part. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just it's just like I was thinking, why well, is this the plot of the film? Is it just Bruce Campbell going batshit? Because obviously I was expecting it to tie into the sort of first one, but it sort of it doesn't, does it? Is are we just to assume the first one doesn't exist? There's a lot uh, of things going around, like obviously like th- there's the first one and then then what happened is this one got um given a load of money because then he wanted to go and make basically what he wanted the first one to be um it's not it's not a follow-on it is a standalone film okay well that makes a bit more sense because i was i was sort of going well hang on on. does he not know what's happened to him at this moment in time he's already fought these oh hang on no yeah so yeah sort of off kale but yeah as a visual spectacle oh my god i think that's why i edged towards the first one a little bit more because it probably has a bit more structure you know, they go to the cabin, they start off as kids, you know, they're just there as a weekend, and then it, it ensues over over the weekend and stuff. And and that's probably why I preferred that one a little bit more. But there's so many people that love Evil Dead 2 more than any of the others, like loads. 
Yeah, this, a, lot, I think this, a lot of people this, call it like the like the better sequel and stuff like that. Yeah. I, mean, it's I mean, it's hard. got more effects. Yeah, definitely. It's more money. Because obviously the first one was all DIY. 100% DIY. I mean, it still get away of using that great Deadite cam, just flies flying through the woods. I love that. Mm. Yeah. The film is, is chaos, isn't it, really? I mean, it's just like Bruce Campbell... When he's doing, when he's playing the piano at the start, romancing his his girlfriend, it's it's, it's just like it's I just, can see you doing that. Dal, yeah, well maybe, yeah, but it's just like, it's, it just it's like it just sets the scene, doesn't it? This film's going to be zany. This film's going to be mad. Um, you know, it's going to be gory, but it's just this is just you don't get that in horror film, do you? Some guy just being really cheesy, but he was cheesy. He's cheesy in camp throughout. He's absolutely brilliant in it. It's the um. It's the bit where the hand comes in for me. It's just idle hand. <laughs> so so cool. It's just like the way he's like he, he obviously gets bit and then he he gets you know the hand is is overtaking him his own hand and it's just like he's like no give me my hand back. Yeah. I mean, like, I, he immediately. I love the just... biting bit though. The biting bit was fucking hilarious, by the way. <laughs> With the head. Yeah. <laughs> into the vice i mean it's just fucking it is just nuts like what immediately she's become a deadite and then he's had to smash her head off with a with a shovel and bury her that's quite it's quite instant i mean you know because there's no build-up between the relationship and them two obviously straight from the back you're supposed to think they're madly in love and they're gonna but then like literally two seconds later wind out the front lob her head off and then he's like, barrier. And it's just like, oh, straight in. <laughs> yeah, that's. I think that's what caught me a bit off guard because I didn't think at the start, am I watching a dream sequence? Is this like a flashback? What's happened? I just kept going and going and going. I was like, hang on, it's not. Um, and when she goes all Jason and the Argonauts. Oh, <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah. Man, it's mental. Like that decomposed body dancing around. Like so weird <laughs> but when it's like just like the thing just whatever it is the the camera just chases him through the house and he ends up somehow in the cavity wall and it's like what <laughs> yeah because he's like right, i thought that he's like running through the walls isn't he? It's like i couldn't remember what, how he gets away with it i was thinking how's he get away he's going through like door door in the round kitchen through another door then the cavities of the wall <laughs> I'm just like, apparently they filmed that like partly on a motorbike Literally smashing through doors, running after him on a motorbike, and then I forgot he hides. Bla- he hides behind a fucking curtain. Human yeah. <laughs> like, as shit. He's like can't find yeah. him, but you could see his feet. He stood behind the fucking curtain. I did like the effect of him getting shoved through the woods. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's like crazy. the branches smacking off his head and stuff. It looked like he was kind of like pinwheel attached to something, but then they were like filming him while spinning him around. Oh, fucking yeah. mental. But the special effects, I, I, I like, the, the masks he's... that they have in this are just, like, fucking nuts, man. Yeah. Mm. I did like the whole, the obviously, the Evil Dead Rises, the nod of the, the, I know it was vinyl, but the sort of tape recorder and the same method of reading from the Book of the Dead, essentially. It was the same thing. Yeah, because that voice is awesome. The tape recorder on the voice. Oh, is, no. Is don't start saying it. Don't start saying it. I'm looking out my window and I'm thinking, shit, and it's like, a bit misty out there. <laughs> don't want nothing no trees going up my bum <laughs> but that physical humor with the hand and like the way he's dragging himself across the floor 
and he did that all himself all, yeah. all that that smashing the dishes <laughs> that's all him all of it but it's just like when he chops off there's like so much like cuteness to the i don't know weird little noise that sounds like a mouse net and it ends up in a mouse trap talking as well isn't it? it's like yeah. fucking slipping up the bird oh yeah uh the blood shower was fucking great again lots of blood used in this from you know red to black and it's just like they use that reverse camera some clever little um bits there from sam raimi you know in the way it's shot there was um, uh Sorry, Paul. There was a moment when, um, where is it? He, uh, I think he, oh, hang on, sorry, I didn't note down. Uh, Linda Chainsaw head scene I put down. I love the, the fact that the blood splatter changes the colour of the bulb in the woodshed. So you've got it nice and normal. It just goes to all the cool, way. Yeah, I, I love that bit. Very cool. And the way they do the house, man, when it's all laughing, they're all laughing together and he's just like some that's kind like of a, like. Got a Disney film. Where oh, it's yeah. like, like Disney. Like, 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 the lamp beauty and the beast or something where everything's just <laughs> laughing away i was like this is insane but the, the bit that makes me crack up every time when i see that is when he when he looks at the lamp and then he goes like this and he's going down and up with the lamp and laughing <laughs> it's like fucking what the fuck music like, and his balls off but then the other four turn up halfway through the movie it's like what is going on and like she's like what there because the dad and mum were there and it just goes absolutely batshit like really really quickly we get a flying eyeball into the mouth it's <laughs> like there for ages go... but the way they beat the shit out of fucking um poor bruce and stuff like that was, no, i mean how he survived all this i don't know he like <laughs> literally gets his hand chopped off beaten up thrown through walls like things smashed on his head several times, chucked down a fucking cellar, like head first. <laughs> yeah, that's got to hurt. Goes down the stairs, doesn't he? My God. It's good stunt, man. Baby, I ain't holding your hand. Bobby Joe running is when she's running through the woods, and then we get the whole, you know, scene again. Not as yeah, they're a they're a bit of a, a unbelievable couple. Bobby Joe and Hillbilly, whatever his name is. <laughs> why'd you why'd you think he was so gutted when she was when she went missing? Yeah, <laughs> that that arc, story arc, was completely believable. <laughs> you're gonna pull a chick like that ever again, <laughs> Barbara Joe. <laughs> yeah, that the tree bit is nowhere near as visceral as the the first tree. Uh, one, no. not at all. No, I mean, yeah, it's crazy. But I had to delete that out of the movie to um to, to get it released in the UK. I think. Um, I mean, I do have the version with it. <laughs> because we're better now. Um, Sorry, Bush, did you say that Bruce Campbell does all the stunts? I think, so. yeah, he's a stuntman. It's like when he's like when he's like the zombie version of him. It's just he's, he goes. He must be having so much fun. He's just kind of running around, being an absolute maniac. Well, who's got the better? I'd argue who's got the better mask, him or her, the boyfriend? Because the boyfriend's so impressive, like the way the teeth. Yeah. It's just really, really cool. Um, and I love the bit with um i don't know i can't remember her name but the the woman and she's like got old dungarees in there and she he's she's um she's sta- stabbed him stabbed him and then she drags him into the bathroom <laughs> took ages only for him to be dragged down the fucking cellar and <laughs> just like all that blood and gore just like splattered and, up. and it's just like what cracks me up is that even though all that blood and he's getting mangled up she's still got hold of his legs yeah <laughs> 
I'm like, you ain't coming back from this, man. You might as well just let go. Ah, uh, but we get the moment, you know, they will fuck the the old fight back, fucking flipping with the flipping with the shotgun, and uh, they are the immortal line of groovy. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> it just it's just cheese on toast, and like the special effects are just off the chain. Even the bit that sort of reminds you of Poltergeist with with the you know the big trees coming through the through the wood and what looked like like a, an old freddy special effect for it with the actual evil i suppose in it's some kind of form the big eye so fucking it can't fit <laughs> so fucking weird there's a scene actually that i don't know if you noticed um and someone's like blocking the door from one of the deadites but there's all the shotgun holes in the door so all they needed to do was reach their hand through the fucking holes and they yeah. were fucked. Well, I don't know, that was, that was really fucking cool. Um, and then obviously the fight with Henrietta. Yeah, well, there's many, you know, back to going through like hall, um, holes and windows and stuff. I, I was like looking at like when Henrietta's under the floorboards. I'm like, she could easily get out of that gap. That gap is massive. Like she could have got out there anytime. <laughs> it is crazy though like the whole thing and then like even the bit when it ends in the medieval t- me- is it is it another realm is it another world is it just going back in time what is it what's your interpretation probably back in time because in army of darkness yeah. at the end he goes i slept for too long <laughs> when he wakes up after when he wakes up in the future so in theory it's going back in time isn't it yeah, it's it supposed to be back in time yeah I thought he'd be dropped into a Monty Python film. <laughs> oh, it is. Monty Python meets horror, definitely. What it does you, look like. What did you make of that, Paul? The end. I mean, yeah, the end was just fucking... I, again, I was just sort of watching it going, right, Paul, stop trying to analyse this film and just let it wash over you a bit, because I was a bit like, oh, Paul, it's it's just going to keep going and going and going. And then it was, yeah, just dumped in. And then, obviously, by this time, Bruce Campbell's went from fucking the bumble and sort of idiot to right i'm now an action like man um it reminded me a bit you know um when we watched demons uh in the cinema yeah. and out of nowhere that guy just became like gi joe it was a bit like <laughs> that, where it's like oh he's he's suddenly action man now who knew you just had to put a chainsaw on his arm um but yeah and then obviously the flying demon comes down and he shoots it and blows it up and they're all like hail and yeah obviously sets up the army of darkness which i I've not seen, so I'm going to be watching that this week because I've got a. That that is more Monty Python than you've ever expected in a horror film, but it's brilliant. You'll love it. (laughs) I will give you one little taster of it. There is a scene with a lot of a lot of him that is just unbelievable. Oh yeah, that's un. Believable, so enjoy. <laughs> was it? Just, no, yeah, it was just a mad end to a mad film, guys. Was it? Sorry, was it just me? But at the end, just before they um, they go into that weird realm or whatever, there's the he's fighting the kind of monster at the door, isn't he? It kind of looked a bit like a Boglin meets Jabba the Hut. Boglin meets Jabba the Hut. Yeah, I'll give you that. I was like, this is weird. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah, then. shit. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking batshit. It is just a batshit movie. Um, Matt, there's got to be a fucking buttload of uh, facts for this. Oh, yeah, there is. I mean, th- this is a masterclass. Matt, I've got I've got one you probably haven't got. Oh, do you think so, do you? <laughs> sorry, sorry. 
the, the, this is kind of random. Actually. The woman who's this cunt? Who's this cunt? Saint Simon's He's back. taking over. <laughs> no, I found this interesting. The woman, the woman who played the the woman who got out of the um the cellar, not the yeah. not the monstrous version, the normal woman. Her yeah. IMD pic, IMDb picture is actually her getting out of the cellar. That's all she's done. <laughs> How dare you? Come on, about Lou Hancock, isn't it? Gone, she has been in a plethora of films. She's been in Miracle Mile, Grifters. She's been in absolute loads, mate. Don't know what you're on about. Anyway, Matt Spags, are you ready? Are you ready? I was born ready. Movie always. Okay, so oh. Stephen King was such a huge fan of The Evil Dead 1981 that he convinced producer Dino De Laurentiis over dinner, who was producing King's Maximum Overdrive at the time, um, to have this production company, DEG, finance Evil Dead 2. And apparently Sam Raimi's always said that it no way it would have got made uh, with the budget it did if it wasn't for Stephen King. Um, the large demonic head, Ash Battles, in the climax of the film, which the crew nicknamed rotten applehead was too large and cumbersome for the crew to carry back to california so it was left in north carolina north carolina and soon disappeared its whereabouts were unknown for a number of years until it was found in a halloween haunted house attraction just outside the original shooting location of wadesboro north carolina which i thought was quite funny bloody hell um, Bruce Campbell completely improvised the scene where the fights where he fights the possessed hand in the kitchen of the cabin. Sam Raimi praised this performance and used it as the first take of the film. So he took one take and they used that. It's pretty mad. Um, the smoke that comes from the chainsaw, this is funny, is actually tobacco smoke. Sam Raimi rigged tubing to the back of the chainsaw hit off camera and blew cigarette smoke smoke through the tube <laughs> to create the effect. That's I mean, genius. It's guerrilla filming, mate. I mean, the, yeah. the, some of the stuff um, that they just did out there. And not only, apparently some of the crew just basically, they would just literally sleep out there and just film constantly. Um, the producers, producers insisted upon using different colours of blood to avoid an X rating. This provided futile as the MPAA gave the film an X anyway, and the film was ultimately released unra- unrated. Um, this one, you, I think we've talked about this before, but a glove belonging to the Nightmare on Arm Street Freddy Krueger character can be seen hanging above the door of the tool shed when Ash casts his girlfriend's head with a chainsaw, and when he's looking through the pages in, um, in the later cellar scenes, uh, this was in response to the use of the Evil Dead on television screen in Nightmare on Arm Street 1984. Absolutely crazy. And a little bit of a fact that I heard for the new Evil Dead Rise movie, which was really cool, um, that they used, you know, the wind from the um, first Evil Dead. Yeah. Um, they used and <clears throat> went and found the original... Um, recording of that sound and they integrated it into the new movie into the wind into the new movie so there's loads of other bits from the other movies intertwined like some oh, of the cool. dead some of the dead sounds are in the new evil dead rise as well just mixed in with the others 
I thought that was fucking awesome. Nice. That is my Matt's facts for this week. I'm, there's absolutely loads more, but we'd be here all fucking night. I've got, I've got another one. Because <laughs> the, the last one I, I read is, is actually wrong. This one's right, okay? The guy who played Henrietta is, is Ted Raimi, which is Sam Raimi's brother. But Correct. apparently Bruce Campbell used to babysit Ted Raimi. There you go. Okay. <laughs> I think you'll find most of those facts are when we covered Evil Dead, the first film. But yeah. thank you, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> thanks though. thanks for trying uh, on that note Paul I want to see what you are going to rate this one so I am going to give this um, an 8 out of 10 ooh sexy because I did appreciate the, the, the insaneness of it and the um, just the, the effects and I just thought shit, shit how much how much can you throw on the screen <laughs> But yeah, I, I like I, w- I wouldn't go higher than it. But yeah, I did enjoy it. It's been a good week. Cool. Please with that. Sai, guest. Yeah, like I said to you before, it's the whole nostalgic feeling of it taking me back all those years. Uh, it's a nine for me. Nice. Matt, what you got? Nine all day. Ten all day for me. Again, <laughs> is there? These are my fucking bread and butter. I love. I give all the fucking. Army of Darkness is a 10. They're just fucking my... I love Evil Dead series. I think it's fucking great. This is my boomstick. <laughs> Groovy. I I'm, actually, I'm going to go 10 as well. Fuck that. Nice. Nice. That's yeah. it. That's, uh, draw one last breath. 10 out of 10. Right there. <laughs> um, I suppose we better give it to the guest, really, to come up with something. Oh, I don't know. Do we, do, are we going to use a veto if it's shit? Yeah, hell yeah. I'm fucking ready for a After beat. the last time, he's got to redeem himself. Fuck. Yeah, sorry. So is Mr. Simon the Serb going to redeem himself? First of all, massive apologies to everyone who listened to the podcast for suggesting me possessed last time. Uh, this time, I'm going to move away from kind of conventional stuff. Um, We're not doing the Serbian film. Accepted. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to move to... Maybe you've, maybe you've seen this. I don't know. Um, this is a Korean horror film from 2003, um, Supernatural-ish, called A Tale of Two Sisters. I want you to watch it. It's one of my favourite films I've ever watched. And now you bought it, because I haven't seen it. So fantastic. This is a new one. I've heard of it. It's part of the, isn't it part of the trilogy of, like, revenge movies and, it, like, up there with, like, Lady Vengeance? No, it's not on effort to do that. It's not. No, it's on the same, it was on the same label, wasn't it? It was the Tartan label, so, yeah. Okay, so Tale of I've Two Sisters. I've never seen it, though. A Tale of Two Sisters, yeah. It was in the peak of J-horror, I think you'll believe this was. I, I picked this one up many a times in HMV and and put it on the shelf, and I haven't seen it either. I'm excited. I'll, I'll give you that. There aren't many films that scared this is only, I think it's only a 15 as well, but I was like, mm, no. But yeah. Where can we watch it? Uh, it says it's available on Arrow. Or with Prime Video channels. Ooh, is it available on Arrow? Is it? Let's have a look. It's on Arrow. <laughs> it is. It's on the Arrow app. Oh, shakalak! <laughs> My new thing. Oh, shakalak! Oh, he's got a frigging catchphrase. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was been listening to Carolina by uh, what's his face? Daggy. Thank you. So I think it's I think it's in that song. Anyway, great, great pick and you can come back more and pick lots of asian horror love it right thank you very much for simon for coming on door i hope you've enjoyed yourself today 
We've enjoyed you. Thanks, guys. Been a pleasure. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the podcast. Uh, that is episode 128. Moving on to 129, our main review. Um, we have a few options. <laughs> Maybe not at the cinema. Matt is missing, so we probably won't go and see that one. Um, back with another something to scream about, and our move from the vault. Our guest, Cider Serb, has picked A Tale of Two Sisters. Can't wait. And there's only one more thing to say. When there's no more room in hell, here's another podcast.